Episode 13, Jersey the Job podcast, and we're going to talk to Jackie Kalen. You and a former UNI basketball player played overseas and get a chance to visit with her at a site that we both uh, knew each other some years ago from the McLeod Center on the campus, University of Northern Iowa. Uh, we actually are part of the ESPN3 broadcast that we get to do here later today. Uh, Jackie, let, let's let's take through your, your history first, uh, where you're from and, and just the success you had as a student athlete. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. <laughs> it's fun to do the broadcast with you tonight. It'll be fun and I uh, appreciate you wanted me a part of your podcast today. Um, I am originally from Sioux City, Iowa. Um, went to Sioux City North High School. Played uh, three, four, four different sports, three, all four years um, in high school. Played basketball, soccer, and track. And then went on to Northern Iowa to continue my education and uh, played basketball at UNI. I was there for six years because I had two season-ending injuries. So medical redshirt my sophomore year and my fifth year, there for six years, got a bachelor's degree in exercise science and sports psychology and a master's degree in kinesiology, which is just the extension of exercise science. So I was fortunate to have a couple extra years to have the time to do that. And then uh, after I finished my playing career at UNI, I went and played basketball overseas in Israel for two years um, for two different clubs. And then I, what brought me back to Des Moines, Iowa, where I currently live, is taking a coaching job at Drake University. Um, and I ended up getting out of coaching after that first year, but have, which was a couple years ago, but have been in Des Moines since. So as you come along here, and this is stuff that, uh, again, congratulations, you're the first uh, non-Adam Veet to actually be on, on the show. It's not just me. We got Adam involved, so you're the first outsider to come in, So and, and uh, another student athlete. Uh, so a, as we look at it, and we've talked through this, Adam and I have, and, and I've talked to a lot of people, student athletes, uh, the demand of the schedule, uh, of what you get involved in, what you get exposed to between academic support and travel and gear and the networks that you're around. And uh, just uh, there's a lot of cool things that you get to do as a student athlete. Uh, but as we come along, and this, again, is not necessarily a niche to just uh, student athletes, but I think college graduates or attendees in general that all of a sudden that day comes that you walk across that stage or in student athletes the horn the final horn sounds uh, whether it's in postseason play or regular season play you have to lie you have to figure out what that life after the game and and you certainly thought life after the game was playing and coaching that's extremely accurate and uh, as you mentioned throughout your career as a college student athlete there are a lot of things involved between um, the time management and the focus and dedication not only on your sport but then your academics and and there are resources for you the academic advisors and um, stuff along the way Uh, but what I think is interesting is you know, despite all that work that you do and figuring out how to manage your time and schedule, that focus is is still incredibly on your sport. And the in terms of the timing in which that moment kind of hits for you of stepping away, it, it'll be different depending on if you continue to play after college or if you get into coaching or whatever. The majority of college athletes, I'm sure that moment does happen after that final buzzer rings or maybe it's when they walk across the stage at graduation. Um, 
for me, it was actually extended out because I played professionally and then even got into coaching. And it was really after leaving coaching that was like my what the heck moment came after. But in general, everyone's going to experience that sense of now what? And um, I really believe that that comes from just having a very well-known focus and passion for so long um, and then it just kind of becomes like an extreme lifestyle change and lifestyle shift and you know how prepared are you for that yeah and you know you're preparing your body uh, for the game if it's nutrition or exercise or your skill set but preparing for what's beyond I got to think um, when you're playing five years out ten years out that's really in the back of your mind it is, and I mean, I, I think in general, um, you know, programs, do, from what I understand, and, and absolutely from my experience, do a very good job of, of supporting your a academics and uh, making sure that, you know, you're, you are getting good grades and that you end up with a major and a degree and, and all that stuff. So I, I don't necessarily want to put any fault on the support you have in terms of direction but I do agree in the sense of you might just kind of pick something and have something because that's what you got to do but like your focus is absolutely still on like your goals for the team and getting to the NCAA tournament or being really as good a player as you can be and and all of the stuff that's driving you is really geared towards around your sport and you know there's always going to be outliers and there there might be some some people that within that are different but i i would tend I, I would guess that the majority of student athletes while they do have in the back of their mind you know a direction in terms of their degree i think that there probably is a lack of true thought of what life looks like and feels like outside of the sport and i think the feeling piece is actually an even bigger one that when I think back to being in college and somebody asked me questions about my future and what I wanted to do and what it looked like, I think from like a cognitive standpoint, I think I could probably articulate very well what I think. Uh, but in terms of what that was going to feel like and, and really the shift in lifestyle and a shift in emotions and um, just the day-to-day -day stuff, I think that's an area that's probably less less in the picture and, and more of a wake-up call. Yeah, you know, and, and something I've been asking high school uh, high school seniors and juniors is, is some of the work I'm doing with them with the program that, that you all have heard about here in Cedar Falls, Iowa, is the question of, you know, what is your graduation story? You know, thinking back, Jackie, to when you graduated high school in Sioux City, at what point or what were people asking you what you're doing next? I can make some assumptions on it was probably, oh, you're going to you and I, you're playing basketball. But that's probably where the conversation stopped. Absolutely. It was most definitely I'm playing basketball at you and I. And, um, you know, that that is not really, even what your major is. Right. Right. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of people come into to college undecided or undeclared to keep their doors open. And I think that's wonderful. I, I do think there is some value to not necessarily having to know. Um, 
and keeping your doors open but but I agree with you in the sense of like what was I going you know to school for I, I remember saying oh like to get a good education and play basketball right and a good education was kind of this vague thing and it eventually becomes more clear when you get an idea of like what you think you might want to do but I think those decisions tend to come kind of at the back of the mind because again you're still focused on like what I'm doing now and I think part of the de degrees I chose were simply what I was learning in them benefited me now you know exercise science and sports psychology especially the sports psychology piece I was like man I can learn all this good stuff and sure. I can apply it to myself in the game and then if I want to keep playing and maybe even coaching and and so some of those decisions were made based on that and I think what perhaps I didn't do is say okay when I'm done playing you know and I think about waking up every day like what do I want my lifestyle to look like and how do I want to feel every day when I wake up and potentially having thought about some of those kinds of things that might not have matched with the direction of what I said I was going to do um, and that again kind of comes stems back to like everything was about basketball. So let's fast forward here this summer, the Des Moines Register. Uh, actually, you, you did a speech in Des Moines, and it got picked up by the Des Moines Register, and I think it spread a little bit. And uh, we'll include that here on, the, on, our, on our podcast notes. Uh, but it really, your story came out, and the, and the struggles that you've had from, you know, your, your siblings have been successful professionally and where they went to school uh, at some pretty popular schools, and you came to uh, Northern Iowa and played basketball. But that wasn't something that surprised a lot of people. Uh, but I think what has surprised a lot of people is all of a sudden you were done and you're working in a coffee shop. And I'm going to guess there was a level of happiness to that. There was. And I think um, one of the biggest pieces of that, I think it's it's it is. I know that it's out there in terms of um, what is your identity and you got to make sure you have an identity outside of your sport. And that is thrown around. But I think the true seriousness of that in terms of. Um, finding self-worth outside of, of your sport identity, I think that was something that I didn't realize it was an issue until it was. And I think, you know, looking back, you know, somebody, if somebody would have asked me, do I worry about that at all? I'd have been like, no, you know, I work really hard in school and I have this and this and this outside of basketball. But at the end of the day, like, it really it really was my identity and as you mentioned when I started thinking about my family and my siblings and where they went to school and what they did my thing was always basketball and that was that was my thing and and I kept going with it even later in my career fighting the feelings of wanting to be done it it was like something under me was just like this is your identity so this is what you keep sure. doing mm -hmm. and um, so when I did that story and kind of I think it was twofold in terms of surprising to people I think one it was just kind of that reminder that um, in a lot of different ways we do identify with things that um, you know without putting the work underneath it in it just kind of happens on its own and two I, I think it was a good example of people on the outside always d don't um, communicate necessarily what's going on on the inside and I think a lot of people were like wow like you look so happy coaching and mm -hmm. you're such an amazing coach and leader and this and that like I never would have guessed you know why wouldn't you want to do this um, and I think it was that idea that like 
I did, you know, love basketball and I did re work really hard and I do believe I can be good at it, but it's not necessarily what I love anymore. Yeah, and it's not like you were just on the bench or just on the team. You you were one of the leaders of the team and, you know, you, you've discussed about uh, your sixth year. Um, you were working through your master's, but that was the best year you played. You were conference, Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year um, and were set to, to go play professionally. And it's, wow, she's successful. And, and, and I'm sure you felt successful, but a lot of this stuff probably didn't brew up. Like you said, it was starting to percolate a little bit, but you wanted to play professionally, maybe not for the game, but because you wanted a new experience and away from where you're at here. Right, and that sixth year is a pretty good example of um, being very successful but really struggling with some things internally. And um, again, it's some of those like student athlete things you, or just athlete things you learn, you know, not to show weakness and to be mentally tough through everything. And um, so that's the mask that I wore that year and was very successful in it, but was kind of suppressing, suppressing a lot of internal things going on. And as you mentioned, I think if I was truly listening to how I felt about basketball, I might not even have ended up going to play overseas. Sure. But, but as you said, it wasn't about the basketball. I had an opportunity to live in another country in a different culture, meet new people, travel the world. And so for me, that was like huge. And I didn't want to ever regret giving up that, that opportunity. And so I have, you know, I'm very grateful that I did it. But again, it was so much more than the basketball. And which is why I had m a much shorter career than I think people thought I would have playing professionally as well. Um, I know that I could have kept playing for quite a few years, but again, the reasons I was doing it were were beyond basketball, and I got what I wanted out of it after a couple years. Um, but but I end up back in coaching because yeah. it's like I don't know, I didn't know how to give up that sense of well, what am I or who am I? I'm still basketball. Yeah, you can think you're really good at basketball, so she's going to coach or she's going to be uh, in athletic administration, just like, you know, you can mention, oh, they're very smart. They should go to law school or go to medical school. They should be a doctor or be a lawyer. That's just a cultural thing that has come up. doesn't mean that smart people shouldn't be in other fields, um, but it, it's having those, um, I guess, breaking a cultural norm of, yeah, I'm good at basketball, but I want to be, I'm, I'm interested in other things too, and... I've got to think, and you've come across this, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard positives and you've heard negatives. You've, you've, you probably have not heard them directly, but you've heard them third party. Of can you believe it? She's working a coffee shop and walking dogs, mm -hmm. and that, that's got to hurt. And that's that's been something you've been battling over the last year, year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it definitely was not the easiest time period, and I think uh, it's twofold. I think as you mentioned. Um, from a cultural norm standpoint, I think that's very fair. Um, people make their assumptions on what you should do based on how smart you are, what, how good you are at your sport or what your background was or whatever. So I think that's part of it. And I think probably even more so for me is that's what I thought. You know, I, I was like, I love basketball. I'm good at it. I like being a leader. I'm good at coaching. Like that's what I actually thought too until I started to realize that's just not what I was any longer passionate about and or wanted the, the lifestyle and so when I did make that decision um, and started working at a coffee shop and walking dogs it, there was this huge sense of relief of kind of walking away from kind of what felt so heavy but at the same time and this is what I kind of talk about in that Des Moines Register story was 
while I did experience that sense of relief, I it was also one of the hardest times, both because other people's perception of like, I can't believe what she's doing, and my own. You know, I, I'm just as guilty of thinking the thoughts everyone else is thinking. And like, what am I doing? And there's nothing wrong with either of those jobs, right? There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong. Somebody has to do them. Um, and they're, Somebody has to do those jobs. Well, and they're, you know, they're, it's, to me, I mean, they're, they're great jobs. It's, it's, and so it's, it's more so of like just getting rid of those like perceptions and assumptions. And, you know, I can, I can sit here and admit that, that those aren't necessarily the jobs I want to do forever. Um, but it was something that I was enjoying doing instead of what kind of I always thought or everyone thought I was going to do. And it was just this odd feeling of like, but it doesn't feel like I sh- what like what I feel like I should be doing. It's that should word that gets you so crazy in your mind um, in terms of what to do. Let's jump to today. What's what's going on in your life today that is is, is that that you maybe have found some traction in? But I know there's also uh, there's a window there. You're still trying to figure out what that is. Yeah, I would I would say. Um, I'm very much in kind of that in-between exploring phase where I realized that coaching basketball or being around the sport all the time wasn't what I wanted. And It's not that you don't want to be around basketball, just not be around it as much as is required to play or coach it. Exactly. And, I mean, doing the, the broadcast with you tonight is a perfect example of I look – I so look forward to these and, and, and getting to broadcast the game with you. And, and it's definitely not a, about being around it as much as what kind of lifestyle it involves. And, and I have so much love and respect for the coaches that choose that. And um, you, you have to love it to want to do that. And they do. And, and so there's no right or wrong with it. It's just I realized it wasn't for me. And, um, and at this point, um, that's, that's been one of the more – the tougher areas to kind of reflect on is that realization that like I've never really thought about anything other than basketball and then playing overseas and then coaching and so it's like it was relieving to to leave what wasn't feeling good but it was it's also been like I don't know what I like I don't know what what else I'm passionate about and I'm still very much in that phase and I'm very fortunate to have really good mentors and you know to be able to take a period of time right now to kind of work on myself and um, I've been fortunate to kind of learn a lot about you know mental health related areas and a lot of just wellness related areas to help me kind of get back on my feet and start to look at other passions and other interests and other ideas and so I'm not rushing back into a random job to fill the time Um, I'm basically kind of doing some work that you know I probably could have or should have uh, (laughs) done long ago Um, but at the time it was just like I love basketball and that's it yeah well you know this is something uh, Adam Veet and I have talked through of you know, looking for the stories like yours, and there's there's so many more out there um, that have had the success on the floor, whether they're that first person or that eighth person off the bench or or wherever they're at, uh, or that uh, the punter on the field or whatever it happens to be. Um, finding those stories, and 
it kind of helps us figure out what's going on and where things are going. And, and people that have heard this podcast before, we're still trying to, you know, we, we have said we're trying to figure it out. Uh, guy, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. And what I want to say, Jackie, is we're here and, and we want to help you as well uh, and work through this on a jersey to job because of your great story and try and figure out where things can go for you better with life after your game. Uh, so I want to come back and visit on another podcast in the future, however long this takes, uh, and tell what has happened is, you know, I want to, there's, there's a program involved, I'm involved in that helps you find that motivation or find your motivators and some things that I've even worked with our high school students on um, and even some other college students. So I want to offer that to you, and we'll see where it goes. And who knows, we'll be back here and hopefully sooner than later. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think it's it's really cool that uh, you have this podcast in, in interest in terms of realizing kind of an area that um, while you might not know necessarily how to fix, you know that it's an area that, that can be improved in terms of, uh, you know, what happens in transitional periods of life, especially for student athletes. And uh, so I think it's super cool that uh, you're interested and passionate about helping. I appreciate you having me here and uh, look forward to staying in touch. Jackie, thank you. Thank you. Bye.